Hi everybody, I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 45. <gasps> the Trump episode. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> I've been much, waiting 44 episodes to say that. Much like in real life, I wish we could just skip over this episode. <laughs> we should do that like uh, how we skipped over 13. Mm. We could skip over 45. We did skip over 13. And not well, because not because of we any didn't weird do it. superstitions. No. You know how like hotels won't have a floor 13? It's because it's bad luck. That's true. Apparently, the universe thought us doing an episode 13 was bad luck as well. <laughs> it was a good episode. Probably one of our best, which it, is a shame. No one will ever Why it. is Is it because it's because it was like the first one we recorded here? I think that's what it was. Something happened with it. The file was corrupt. It's now in the ether. You and I are the only ones who will ever know how good that show really was. Uh, not, no, not ever. I think we, what we decided to do is if we ever hit a week where we aren't where we can't do something we'll release episode yeah 13 the lost episodes so just out of curiosity then yeah see now it's like that whole covid year thing you know how covid messed everything up where it's like oh it's the 30th annual pride I sure event do. and now then covid comes along and you didn't have pride so now it's like is it still the 30th or now you do like the 10 year mm. anniversary of why not both? So so when we get to episode 52, people will have only listened to 51 episodes. So we're going to celebrate a year, a week before everybody who listens. Yeah. That sounds that sounds good to me. Time travel is so confusing. I know, right? <laughs> Where's Doc Brown when you need him? Do you know that anytime I watch a show where there's time travel, I legit get really super confused and I hate it. I just let it go. I'm just like, I try to understand what they're saying. I was like, eh, it's not important. Like there's like there's a show where like something happens and then somebody goes back and you know what it is it's that one with um Chris Pratt the one that's on Amazon I think oh he's like an alien a soldier in the fighting right. aliens or something yeah and there's this whole thing where like he goes back in time and then later on somebody else goes back in time and I'm like well if they always were gonna do that then why was this ever an issue yeah and then somebody had to sit down and explain to me about parallel timelines and all that and branches I'm like, nope, multiverse not happening <clears throat> doctor strange just watch all the marvel films they explain exactly what time travel is in the simplest of terms no i'm kidding it is so <laughs> convoluted and complex i just they're just like we went through time i was like all right i buy it yeah <laughs> move on <laughs> yeah i have to do that in the long run um it was, I, I will tell you this though, like the first, my first introduction to time travel, which may have been a lot of people's, was Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. And after the second one, because you know, they filmed the second and third one at the same time and then they released them like a year apart. Well, that year, my friends and I, all we did was talk about how Marty was going to get back to the Old West. Like it was, we thought it was the coolest thing. Interesting. We did nothing else for one full year. I feel like most people, and, and my dates might be off, were talking about how um, the Berlin Wall was torn down. <laughs> but, you know, Back to the Future 3 was important, too. <laughs> well, aren't you and your friends just superior human oh. beings than me and mine? Oh, not friends. I talked about it with my mom and my dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes more sense. <clears throat> yeah. I do remember... Um, Having this conversation with a, a friend of mine, I, I couldn't have been, it had to be before the third grade. Um, 
but we were having a discussion, a very serious one about Santa Claus. And, yeah. and and that's an intense subject and for his kid. existence and we had like very very strong arguments um for the existence of santa claus were you pro-existence or con-existence i think i was pro-existence i don't okay. i don't specifically remember exactly what was said i just remember we were having this with like yeah he's got to be using some sort of plane or something like we were really <laughs> really analyzing it how did that end did it end in okay we're gonna agree that we, to disagree or did it end in a fight it ended with Zoe de Chanel singing Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the that's that the was... plot of the movie Elf. <laughs> My bad. Um, I just asked cuz when I was a kid, I got in a very heated debate with my friend Sean over whether the superheroes of Marvel were better than the superheroes of DC, and we ended it fighting in our yard um, while our action figures looked on. So <laughs> and, and just curious in that epic battle of comic book series who won much like a a marvel versus dc it ended in a draw we slapped each other around and we agreed to uh you know this was a stupid fight (laughs) let's just go inside (laughs) you know i had a friend like that when i was young too slapped each other around (laughs) yeah oh 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 we just entered a, a very therapeutic section of the podcast uh, anyway, that's good. Good times. Good yes. times. So, um, well, here let's we get, are. Yeah, let's <laughs> get the housekeeping out of the let's way. Let's get housekeeping <laughs> out of the way. I always just like to remind people, and I've realized this, that, that you know, I probably don't send emails, so I don't ever expect that we'll get one. But, hey, we have them. So yeah. you can email us or or hit us up on socials. Yeah, hit us up on our Facebook and, uh, and or Instagram. And very soon, I think, YouTube coming up. We're going to start. Possibly. We're recording this um, both audio and visually. I'll point to my camera as if someone's watching this now. And this time, we're actually recording into our laptops, so we might yeah. be able to do something with the video. Yeah. So. Yeah, anybody who's got More like, to come, but maybe not. More I don't want to like come. say what kind of phone we're using that we used the one time, but you know, if you have a Google Pixel 8, mm-hmm. is that what we're at now? 8? Yeah. And you record a video on your phone. And you know how to get that onto a laptop? You go yeah. ahead and shoot me a message. Send me an email at wwn at watermarkonline.com. Yeah, we're having a little trouble. I don't know if it's the product or the users. Maybe a little both. I don't know. But yeah, we're having trouble. It's like, you know, how do I get, can I just pull the VCR, the tape out of this thing and put it into my computer? You know somewhere there is a smug iPhone user listening to this going like, well, if you just need an iPhone, it wouldn't be a problem. There sure is. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> um, Caitlin's so yeah. like, well, let me look up on my iPhone how to use your Google phone. She's like, I'll send you a video response of what I think, because I know how to do that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on socials um, or send us an email at wwn at watermarkonline.com. That's it. WWN. Easy to remember. Wine. Why not? Yeah. Or if you're a fan of wrestling in uh, the 80s, 90s, or today. Uh, WW, drop the E or the F and add it in. <laughs> yes, that's exactly true. Uh, when, have you ever talked to somebody about this podcast? I hope so. Because, you know, we're, I very, talk to a lot of we're people very about bad about marketing. Um, so when you talk to them and they say, what's the name of it? And you say, wine, why not? Mm-hmm. Do they do they understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Yes, but here's how I, when people are like, um, oh, you do a podcast? I was like, yeah, it's wine, why not? We call it that because I drink wine and Rick does not. 
I always that's the oh, entire title of the show. It kind of got a, it's got an interesting little cadence to it yeah. too. I've I've I am big pentameter. No. Yeah. Uh huh. Shakespearean. That's a music. Oh, that's a Shakespeare. I thought that was yeah. a music thing. Uh-huh. Uh, that's know. how all of his um, all of his plays are written in iambic pentameter. It's something about the amount of syllables per line. I think. Oh, like a haiku. I think I don't, now I'm going to sound stupid. In my defense, I don't like Shakespeare. <gasps> Sacrilege. I know. I I, I know. They're going to take away my degree, a theater degree, for somebody who hates Shakespeare and Sondheim. Oh, yeah. I don't hate them. I don't know them. Do you hate everyone in theater whose name starts with an S? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who else do I hate in theater? Sondheim, Shakespeare. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Shamalama. Shamalamana. What's um, his name? M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. No, I like him. Oh, well, there you go. You just poked a hole in my theory. Anyway, you want to talk about what I'm drinking? Do I want to talk about it or do you? I'll talk about it. I got the bottle face towards me. So it's a, a menage a trois. Here, we've got a camera, so I'll hold it up. It's a menage a trois again, but it's a different kind. Oops. I don't know how cameras work. Um, typically, I do the red blend, but uh, I am, I'm doing the Cabernet that sits in a bourbon barrel for 30 days. Gives it a nice musky taste. I don't know what that the whiskey taste is, um, but it's nice. It's good. It's clean. It's crisp. <laughs> I feel like I read something on on socials that was something about I like my men like I like my bourbon, and, and somebody replied, "Stored in a barrel for thirty days <laughs> with very little air." <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny. Um, eight, oh, I'm sorry. Aged for three months, not a month. Wow, this is this is extra bourbony. Aged three months in bourbon barrels, resulting in a rich, full-bodied expression of Cabernet Sauvignon. There it is, full-bodied. Full bo- now oh, that chart is- We were in a supermarket today purchasing the wine, and they had a chart, and it listed the types of wines. Uh, yeah. I'm telling this to our, our listeners because you, you were there. <laughs> yeah, so I you was know. there. I know all about um, it. But we were talking about how it was like, this is what a full-bodied wine tastes like. But he didn't say what wines are full-bodied. Right. And I'm like, do the labels say it? And I Apparently, guess they do. Some of them do. So, well, there you uh, go. Menage a Trois, Cabernet Sauvignon, it's a very is a full-bodied, bourbon-soaked <laughs> wine. It's a very informative Menage a Trois. Yes. It's my favorite wine brand. So, if anybody with Menage a Trois is listening, hook me up. Send me some bottles. We're not only fun, we're educational. Mm -hmm. And 90% of what we say might be true. Nah, maybe. Is that a little too high? Is that bar a little high? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think everything in this show is a little too high. (laughs) (laughs) Not everything. No. Here's my decaf coffee. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy. I was talking to some people about the, the podcast over the weekend, and every time I would say it, they would think I was saying wine. Why not? Like, oh, why not have wine? Interesting. Why and not? And they were all like, that sounds great. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not what the show is about. <laughs> I like it. Wine? Why not? Have a glass. And I always feel weird when I'm like, it's wine, why not? Because Jeremy drinks and I don't. And everybody's like, yeah, we get it, Rick. You're an alcoholic and you don't drink anymore. Get free. And I, you know, I feel like, like, like a CrossFit person who's like, I must always talk about CrossFit. Yeah. Or a vegan. Ugh. <laughs> Apologies anyway, to all the vegans. I out mean, there most vegans for that are reaction. Nice. I just can't. I mean, I would love to do it. I don't know if I would. I don't think it's healthier though. It's not like it's healthier. So it's got to be about 
animal products. And I yeah. can get on board with that. I really can. Especially like, you know, not not eating eggs and chicken or cows. I can get in I can agree with that. I can't. When you I mean I get it that you like the taste of things and that's fine. But when you get into like the treatment of them, it's really horrendous. Um I just can't bring myself to eat vegan food. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I can, but not on a regular basis. See, you and I differ because I just don't think when I eat. I turn my brain off and I chew. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. It's just when someone posts something that shows up my feed, I'm like, oh. Oh. See, that's what happens when you spend time on Facebook. I spend as little time on Facebook as I can because I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to look at you. (laughs) I just want to eat my meat. That is 99% of what I see on Facebook. got weird friends <laughs> no no not dead chickens oh <laughs> things that i don't want to see or oh, listen to i thought you meant 90 percent of your facebook feed were dead animals and i don't know what facebook thinks about me or how these algorithms go but you know those reels that pop up mm-hmm. every one of my reels is like a shirtless twink doing a somersault <gasps> oh my god mine too <laughs> <laughs> do you go into my computer when i'm away from the office no i just send them all to you <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway. So it was a very busy week, I'm sure. I'm sure you have wonderful yeah. tales I mean, to regale us with. It was it was Thanksgiving week, so you know, it was actually pretty um pretty slow as far as things to do. Um spent it with the family. I drove up to Georgia, um, spent it with my ma and uh my older brother. We went to his house. His wife and her friend and her parents were there. Um and they're they're very con- they're 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 the conservative side of the family. So, you know, it was uh it was very nice. I didn't do a lot of talking as to avoid getting the uh, the looks from my mother and my brother as to say, "Jeremy, <laughs> don't do that." So, did just, they not either then? Um, did they not what either? They didn't they didn't come from the opposite side of that and throw little quips in there about the rural. Oh, no, no. I mean, for the most part, people we talked a lot about um, Greek. Her parents just got back from a, a Italy and Greece trip, so there's a lot of talk about that. Um, I mean, that <laughs> a lot of the conversations were about that, and her friend was getting ready to go to Greece, so there's a lot of talk about coming back from Greece and what they didn't like about it, and her going to Greece and what she wanted to like about it. A lot about Greece. <laughs> I didn't really like Greece. And then when when I heard that Rosie O'Donnell was in it, I was like, "Mm." Mm, I see what you did there, which is an excellent segue (laughs) because (laughs) my brother and his wife, my sister-in-law, they were like, oh, our friend, I can't remember her name. My apologies if you're a listener, but she was coming. They're like, oh, we, we, you're going to love her. She loves, she's like obsessed with Broadway. And we're like, oh my God, you're going to get along with Jeremy. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I was like, but I'm not obsessed with broadway i said you got the wrong brother joey my younger brother joey loves broadway obsessed I wish, with broadway i wish that you had like some kind of broadway luggage so i could say jeremy <laughs> so throughout the entire dinner there's like little quips about like you know a broadway thing will come up and she'll look at me and she'll be like you and i still got to talk about broadway and i'm like oh god. oh god so i finally said to my brother i was like do you guys think i love broadway because i'm gay <laughs> I mean, I go to the shows and stuff, but I'm not like I'm not like obsessed about Broadway. It's like that's Joey. Joey will talk your ear off about Broadway. Um, so I think I might have offended her a little bit because I said that loud enough to my brother so she could hear it, 
and then she stopped mentioning Broadway to me. So. Did you? Did you? Did you say to your brother, "Do you all think I like Broadway because I'm gay?" Those were my exact words. Uh, yes, I love it. That whole thing, all of that. There needs to be an entire movie that is nothing but the dinner table at Thanksgiving, and that needs to be a big part of it. Yeah, I would laugh hysterically watching like every time something like a little dog runs in and she's like and he had a dog right jeremy (laughs) now i didn't help the fact because she was like something came up about africa my my niece is going on a mission to uh africa uh a la book of mormon i guess and um she you're just proving your point i know she looked at me and she goes where did they go in book of mormon again jeremy and i said Uganda. (laughs) It was was partly my fault because I knew the answer. Uh, So I probably should have just, like, you know, given her a different uh, answer. And she'd been like, oh, this kid don't know nothing about Broadway. And then he would have just, she would have said, stop asking me questions. I, for the rest of this podcast, only want to do things like, do you know whose name's on, like, every piece of money? Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole time. Uh, Right, Jeremy? (laughs) But, so, yes, my knowledge of Broadway is not as extensive as, say, movies or Oscars, but uh, if she wants to talk the Oscars, I'll talk the Oscars. That's my thing. (laughs) But, no, I'm not not a Broadway kid. Um, But next time, because my brother didn't go up with us, my younger brother, I'm going to take him to Christmas. I'm going to make her comeback. And I'd be like, now you guys talk about Broadway. <laughs> and I will just chime in when I know what, what country you, the show like, visits. Like, oh, you should. Wait, so this was a friend of who? This is a friend of my brother's wife. Oh, okay. So then, then I want you to introduce her to Joey. Yeah. And then be like, he loves, he Broadway. loves Broadway. And then she'll go, oh, you're gay? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good times, but it was good. It was. Uh, um, I mean, it's not a. It's not a wrong bet. You know no, what I mean? Like nine times out of ten, you're gonna hit the nail right. on the head. Yeah. Um. I just prefer the movie version of the musical than the stage version. Um. But it was a good dinner. Um. I. Uh, I for the first time. Excuse me, because I won a free turkey the week before Thanksgiving. You did. Um. Was it a, big? It was actually yeah. It was like a twelve pound turkey. It was really? a good sized turkey. And I want it for free, so I went and picked it up. But my brother already had one for his dinner. So I told my mom, I was like, I'll bring the turkey up, and then we'll cook it on Friday, because I was going to be up there for the weekend. And that'll be our leftovers, because we were going to my brother's house, so we weren't going to, like, you know, take all the food with us. Um, so I saw this video. Um, there's this YouTuber I follow. His It's uh, called Food Wishes. And I saw a video of him deboning a whole turkey, keeping it in one piece, cutting out all the bones, and then laying a, a layer of stuffing on it and then rolling it up. So I did that. I deboned it, stuffed it, rolled it, uh, and then packed it up, brought it up there, and we cooked it. Best turkey I've ever had. Hmm. It was, I was very proud of myself because I had never deboned a turkey before. Uh, not in all in one piece. I mean, you know, I've cut, chopped it up how you would normally debone your turkey. About- There's something about You don't like that- the word debone, no. do you? I would rather you were deboning it. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Deboning. Right, then. Oh. Deboning? <laughs> you know what I posted about? What I posted? 
When I posted last week about the podcast, I said a lot of lot of lowbrow humor in that one. <laughs> oh, because of all the sex jokes. Oh about yeah, Matt Bomer. Well, here we are. That I um I just can't help it. That's where my brain goes. But it was it was good. Turkey turned out great. Um, and it was a good weekend. It was good to see my ma. Spent a few days with her. I hadn't seen her in a while. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. Right on. How was uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I unlike you had the longest week of my <laughs> oh, life. God. It was long. I can say that. Yeah. I, I forget what day it was, but there was a day in there where... So, you know, um, Jen's sister lives in town. Yeah. Um, but they have this dog that is... It's an awesome dog. It's beautiful. I believe it's a, a husky. Not me, oh, but the yeah. dog. <laughs> it's the a, dog I'm is a, a husky or it's a husky dog? <laughs> no, it's a husky Right, that's a really pretty dog with like blue eyes. Yeah, like the yeah. wolf looking kind. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful dog. If I if I ever got a dog, I would want a husky. Yeah. But I don't want to have one in this heat. Isn't that cruel? Um, well, I don't know. Do you? Well, I was going to say, do you have air conditioning? But sometimes you don't. No, <laughs> no, I don't. You know this. <laughs> Too soon. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> what does Cam say? And uh, he's like, "Let it scab, Jay. Let it scab." <laughs> Um, so because this, this beautiful dog, it's a little on the crazy side. It Mm -hmm. cannot be left alone. If you put it in a cage, it will hurt itself trying to get out. Like it'll try to squeeze out of the cage to the point where it gets hurt. My brother's dog is the same way. Yeah. So they can't put it in the cage and then they can't leave it alone or to destroy everything. So they don't really travel together to go do things together. Somebody's always at home. Um, so, uh, but at, Thanksgiving, I think that her husband had to work, so she wasn't available. So we had like a an early Thanksgiving at Jen's mom's house. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun, great food, good times. But her TV went out. Like it's so weird. Like the the picture just went out, but you still hear it. So we we did some research and we were like, oh, you just gotta replace the this is all oh, you just gotta replace the LED lights in the back. Simple. That's all Easy. you gotta do. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on it. Yeah. So after me trying to convince people that I had the wherewithal to complete this, we went to Best Buy to buy a new one. A new TV? Yeah, a new TV. Oh. Because they didn't believe me. <laughs> 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 there is this saying that I like I to say. I swear I can fix it. it. It'll be real easy is what I always say. Yeah. And then, you know, $3,000 later and an emergency plumber and everything's back to normal. Nice. So I don't think you need a plumber for a TV, though. So- we were just, I'm well, like, here's my, you don't know everything about TVs. <laughs> here's my philosophy. You're going to throw the TV out anyway. Mm-hmm. Let me fix it. Yeah, why not? If I break it, I break it. Yeah, but you're anyway. buying a new one. But see, the thing is, is we were going to be sitting there and I think she was getting like some sort of, um, she had something to do where she was going to be sitting at home a lot. And so she was just like, I need the TV. So we went to go get one. So what we size get the TV. did she get? Um, well, there was some debate about that (laughs) as to whether she had a 50 or a 55 inch screen TV. She thought 50, she had 55, but it was a 50, which we got a 55 way bigger. Looks great. Right. We get it up there, get it all ready to go. And, and so we're getting it set up, getting all her apps set up and and on a, uh, entertainment center or hung on the wall. Um, this, we just put on the entertainment center because it's a, it's a couple day story. Oh wow! This is just day one. Good lord! So then we go and we put it on the on the. It's not entertainment. It's like a shelf. We have to move the thirty to eight hundred 
snow globes and snowmen <laughs> off of it so that we have a place to put the TV. And then we put the TV there and we're going to get it all set up. And all of a sudden, there is no <coughs> internet connection. And we're all connected to the network, but there's no internet connection. Did she have AT&T? Which <laughs> is so funny when you know, you're talking with people who aren't like right on top of all of the IT networking information lingo and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's just like there's just, you know, all these questions and like, oh, well, is that why the TV went out? Because the internet was down and just all these sort of things. And it was like, and then I couldn't get it to. Did anybody mention if the TV went out because of the internet, why would you still hear it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> someone. So you may, asked. You asked all the good questions. Someone <laughs> may have said those words. <laughs> so I'm sitting up on the thing, and this is. I was just getting frustrated because it's not working, and I've reset everything. So then I was like, at this point, just call, call, call Spectrum. Let's just call them. It was Spectrum. I was like, call Spectrum, and they were super nice, though. I will say this. Uh, so I get the lady on the phone. She's so nice and, and, and she's being so helpful. And she's like, well, it must be this or this or this. And, you know, she's not putting me on hold. She's talking to me the whole time. And it's just, it, it, oh, but before she got on the phone, I was like, call Spectrum. I'm, I'm upstairs, like in this lofty kind of area, yelling down to Jen. I said, call, call Spectrum. And she's like, well, I'm on the app right now. I was like, that's not going to do anything for you. Call Spectrum. She's like, oh, it doesn't say there's an outage. <laughs> just call Spectrum. I, can, can, I felt like Tom Hanks in the League of Their Own when he's trying to not scream at her for not hitting the cutoff man. And I'm like, I just, I need you to call Spectrum. So finally she does. And then it's not all working. So then they have to make an appointment to come out the next day. <sighs> Been there. Uh, so uh, then it's getting, it's just getting late. And I'm like, well, that was weird. As soon as you touch something over there, I could hear myself in both ears on the oh. headphone. My, I pulled on the cord and it started to slip off the table, so I moved it back. I won't uh, touch it. So uh, they were just stuck. And then we were. I was like, oh, create a hotspot, and you can watch things from the hotspot. Mm. Well, the connection was so slow that we were trying to watch. I forget the name of the movie. Um, but it was something like – it wasn't like First Wives Clubs or something like that. But it was playing it like 10 seconds at a time, and then it would oh, stop God. for 20 seconds. And I'm just like, I got to get out of here. That uh, When my internet went out and uh, I had to watch an episode for this podcast of Fellow Travelers, and you were like, set up a hotspot. So I did that. And apparently with my plan with AT&T, I only get 10 gigs of 5G hotspot. And that sucked up like in 35 minutes. <laughs> and I got a text that said, you've used all of your 5G. We're downgrading you to 4G. And it did the same thing. It's like every 10 seconds it would buffer. And I said, fuck this. I'll watch it on my phone. <laughs> and I went to bed and watched it on my phone. Uh, so then we go back the next day because we're like, oh, we got to hang it up on the wall now. Yeah. And then um, we hang it on the wall and we're trying to get things set up. And there was something um, about, oh, because... On the box, it says that it's a Samsung TV. So it's a way nicer TV. Than oh, nice. It's a bigger TV. A good it's TV. great. Um, and it says on there, um, use um, use with Alexa, um, Google, and something else. And But there was no m microphone button on the thing. So then when you like zoom into the really tiny print that I would never be able to read on that box, yeah. it says not available in all models. Yeah. Well, this one wasn't available in. But I tried for like 30 minutes to do it. And then when I couldn't do it, Jen comes behind me and is doing the same things that I was doing. 
and then asking me questions and it was driving me insane and i was like i just want to go home and i want to never come back again but no they're, they're they're lovely the tv is fine and it works wonderful and everything's great now good good but good. it was it was such a thing you know and, and i tell these stories that i think like you know how bougie do we sound like? Oh, the tr- oh, well, what a hard life we have yeah. having to spend two days to get our fifty-five inch screen TV to work. <laughs> if like, it makes you feel better, while I was up there, um, because you and I got new Google Pixel phones. Yes, uh, my mother's phone is super old, so I decided I'm going to give her my old Pixel phone so that she at least has something that works a little better. Um, and I spent probably forty-five minutes on the phone with Verizon trying to get them to transfer over. And the lady on the phone had no clue what she was doing. And at the same time, every five minutes, my mother's like, it's fine. Just keep my old phone. No, Jeremy, it's fine. Just hang up and keep my old phone. And finally got to the point. I was like, ma'am, just leave her old phone. She wants to keep her old phone. <laughs> and my mom's like, don't get upset. I was like, I'm not upset. I'm going to leave the phone here. You take it down to Verizon when you're ready to upgrade. <laughs> just put everything back how it was. <laughs> So my mother is still using her eight-year-old LG phone, and there is a perfectly good Google Pixel sitting at our house. <laughs> I will I will point out, too, I take full responsibility for my um, uh, short views yeah. in any of these situations. It's, it's always me. I the understand same. that. I, I am the same way. I have a very short fuse uh, for people on the phone, and I shouldn't. My debit card number got stolen this weekend, so I had to call and get my card canceled. And the guy on the phone... I had just woken up and I had seen a message saying, you had a $100 charge from Apple. I was like, I don't Apple anything. <laughs> so I called and... Caitlin stole your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was getting frustrated with him. And uh, it sounded like the call kept going in and out. And then I realized about two minutes into the call, the call wasn't going in and out. The man just was couldn't say his R's. So he's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, I'm no, it's okay. I'm sorry. And I felt so bad. I was like, you're doing your, the best. And he goes, would you like to fill out a survey? And I was like, absolutely. You did an amazing Aww, job. Dude. And I gave him tens across the board. You know what that reminds me of? It's an episode of Modern Family where um, Joe, like um, Jay and Gloria's son, um, they send him to speech classes because he also yeah. doesn't pronounce his R's. And, but, but people don't understand Gloria when she speaks so she starts saying the things <laughs> that he's supposed to be saying and then the, the teacher is like whoa and, and then she asks her a question and she's like well if what you said was this then yes <laughs> like she didn't know what she said I just felt bad and it's the friend who I got in a fight when I was a kid when we fought over Marvel versus DC he the entire time he was a kid couldn't say his ours and I was flashback to when I was a kid and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> You're doing your best. It's okay. Is that why you like DC Comics better? Because No, he liked Marvel. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I for the I even today I slip up on S's and SH's. I had a I think as most gay men did. I, was, I had a slur. You stole it right out of my mouth. Yeah. I was going to be like, well, you are gay. I love Broadway. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so you're bound to mess up your I S's. A, I have a hard time with S's. <laughs> Do you know what Jed always says when I say a word with an S in it? Just, just say, how many S's are in that? <laughs> and the only answer is all of them. <laughs> Could you imagine hearing a conversation between me and Sean when we were kids? I can't say my S's. He can't say his R's. No wonder, I would have beat you both up. No wonder no one wanted to hang out with us. <laughs> 
So real Thanksgiving was fun. Yes. I hosted it at my house and made a lot of stuff. House in Orlando or house in St. Pete? In Orlando. Oh, okay. My uh, my family's here, so we, oh, we do it yeah. here. And Dylan came over, and this oh, is nice. a, the first one I got to spend with him in a while, which was nice. Um, and he was great. He was a great help. He and my brother were kind of sous chefy. Like I uh, <laughs> sous chefy. <laughs> uh, they did tell me about this thing that really went into detail. I won't go into that much detail, but it was a ratatouille thing where how um, the rat's controlling the food. Yeah. But then the rat had a flea that was controlling the rat what? that was controlling the dude. And it's this whole deep thing where you get to this like amoebas controlling something that's controlling something that's controlling. And then that's what's really running the show. Anyway, that's what we talked about while they were sous chefing. Nothing like having my Thanksgiving dinner prepared by an unsplit cell <laughs> well that unsplit cell is protected up to 15 no! years now uh so lies so it's great it's just a long day you know when you yeah. when you cook everything and i'm it's it's i have to cook it all so i know when it's all gonna be done and i have this ridiculous schedule that starts like at 11 a.m here from 11 to 1 here's everything i have to do i get a break from 1 to 2 so i can enjoy some of the appetizers mm-hmm. but then 2 to five thirty, it's like bam 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 and then at the end of it all, when everybody goes home, you got about two hours worth of dishes to do, which is yeah. so insane. Uh, and I felt like Dylan was gone for hours doing dishes, and there were still like 45 minutes of it to do that I took over. But it was crazy. Yeah. It it's why I, I am a big fan of those dispo- those throwaway metal tins. Cook everything in the metal pans and throw them out. See, yeah. Eat off paper plates, throw them out. Yeah, we do the paper plates in plastic... Ooh. Is plastic a bad word? Uh, plastic. Uh, Biodegradable, made from pasta forks, you mean? Yes. <laughs> um, so we do that. Um, but when it comes to, there's only, I only have one oven, you know? And if I'm making like, you know, 20 different things, I can't put a turkey in the oven. I have to put it in a um, in a roaster. Yeah. And so I have a roaster for that, a roaster for the ham, and then I make all the sides and, you know, whatever. Um, so it's a long day. Yeah. But it's a good time. I really enjoy doing it. I like making food, and I love having my family there. I made a couple of desserts. I made a Swiss roll for the first time, which actually tasted like a Swiss roll, which is great for those that like Swiss rolls, but I discovered I don't like them. What? I don't like Swiss rolls. I like the I love Swiss I rolls. Like, I don't like the cake to be that kind of cake that it is. I want it to be a chocolate cake, but it's a weird light brown it's like a sponge- chocolate. Yeah, yeah it's I really weird. It. Um, well, I've got some at the house. Ooh, I should have brought some. You should have. And I made a pumpkin roll that was delicious, and then I made a coconut custard... Ooh. Pie? No, you keep that. Are the other two are there? There's leftovers. There's still there's still some. Yeah, you bring those of, in. Some of those rolls. <laughs> they were really good. I enjoyed them. I like if, to roll with the Thanksgiving. Rolls. I would have made them for the for the party if we were having one for the holiday party, but we're not. Having oh one, yeah, so. we're going out to dinner. Yeah, we are. It's gonna be exciting. Is this the first year that we've done a dinner? First year in a while. Yeah. But when I first started, that's what we did. Oh okay. We would do. We would go to it's called Restaurant K, um, in College Park, and we'd go there. Oh, very nice. But I also played, I want to give a shout out to softball people. Yes. I played in a softball tournament over the weekend with a team that was great. Uh, we, when you play in a tournament, there's round robins. There's three round robins. And at the end of that, they rate you and from one to 28. There were 28 teams based on how you perform in those. And then you go into a double elimination tournament. So you play three, you play four games for sure the first day. If you keep winning, you play more. And then you can play up to nine games total if you win the whole thing. Nine or ten. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, we played four games on the first day and one on the second one. Um, and that was, what, five games in about 24 hours? Wow. Less than that. 
yeah, no, no, about 24 hours, 25 hours I play five games. I was exhausted. I am. I have a difficult time walking up the stairs to get into the <laughs> office. My legs are dead, and I need a massage. But other than that, it was a lot of fun. Good, 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 good. Nothing like a good ball swapping tournament. You know what I did? I yelled at a guy for the holidays. first time. I don't really get that 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 like com- I get competitive. I want to win, and I, but I just want to do well. And if I'm doing well, then that's all that I really care about. Like yeah. I don't, and I have a rule. Like if I make an error or you know a ball got past me in the outfield that really irritated me, and three runs scored, and so my rule is I have to earn back every run I give up. So then I got up and I hit a ball and knocked in three runs. And yeah. I was fine with that. <laughs> I... Uh, but I did yell at a guy because, you know, there's this thing like if, the, if, if an umpire makes a call and you don't agree with it, you just ask the other umpire. Yeah. It's something that happens all the time. So we thought that one of our runners slid under the tag and going to third base. And so the, the, or the home plate umpire called him out or somebody called him out. And so we asked the other, we were like, time out, can we ask the other guy? And the guy playing first base for the other team was like, oh, come on, he was out. And I was like, well, then let's just let that guy say it. You know, I was yeah. thinking this. I wasn't saying anything. And then he was like, come on, Blue, that guy was out. And he starts yelling at him. And then when the when the umpire says he was out, he looks at our team and he goes, he was out. You guys take this way too seriously. And so I was like, I just laughed. And I said, you're the one screaming, idiot. Like, how about you calm down? Did you kick dirt at him? I've seen that on TV and before. Then, then, he, then he starts getting mad at me. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, seriously, break it down Simmer a little down. bit. And then I really wanted us to win, but we lost. Oh. I just wanted to win to, to go, you lost. You know what, I mean? like, <laughs> what was funny is once the game's over, he was like, you guys did so great. Good job. Mm. You know, the team that wins is always like, you guys were so good. No, yeah. we weren't. Or we would have won. Mm-hmm. No, shut up. No, just kidding. Um, I don't, and I apologize if you're the one who told me this. Um, but for some reason, I, maybe it's because I'm old and I'm losing my memory. But I just everything kind of blends together. So I don't know if this was a dream, something I saw on TikTok, or something <laughs> you told me. But do you play second base? I did. And were you short at the game, so you had to play a larger spread? I don't know what that's called. When um, area you didn't have as many I, players. I have played second base second base but when you when you only have nine players yes you put three players in the outfield instead of four so the three players have to play a larger area in softball there are four outfielders in like professional baseball there's yeah. only three in softball when you don't have enough players Were you telling me this story yeah, I was okay. You okay and then i had to play center I, field yes okay as, you were, as you were talking about softball i literally was running through my head did he tell me that story, or did I see it on, <laughs> on TikTok? I had, I could not remember where I heard that from. Yeah, we had a last, not this past weekend, we were in Fort Lauderdale for that tournament, but the weekend before, we played two games with nine players uh, and won both of them. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah. We did not do that well at the tournament, but that's okay. Right. I love those guys. We had it's a great time. It's it really fun. is. And we, we we did pretty well. So None of you are Sammy Sosa. So it's not like you're getting billions of dollars. None of us are getting paid. In fact, we're paying for them to let us play. Notice I said Sammy Sosa because I don't know anyone who plays baseball since the late 90s. (laughs) (laughs) You notice I went with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think that, yeah, it was the 90s where I stopped. Whenever Ken Griffey Jr. played, that's the earliest person I can tell you. Oh, no, wait. Um, And Andy Pettit was a pitcher Uh. for... The that was a two thousands and something. He was yeah. a pitcher for the Yankees, but I thought he was kind of cute, so that's yeah. why I knew. His I name. don't know if it's late nineties, early two thousands, but Ooh, that whole Jeter. Sammy Sosa, um, Mark McGrath 
who you know when that was? It was the nineties because it wasn't that the year of the earthquake in San Francisco. Oh, was it? It was. Oh. It was either that year because Jose Canseco was part of that. Oh, wasn't nice. he? I only remember um, the Sammy Sosa part because my grandfather was a Cubs fan, and he had a Sammy Sosa tie dyed Beanie Baby Bear, and now I have it because he's dead. <laughs> and that's the only reason I remember Sammy Sosa. What a what a sad life a Cubs fan must. Have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep your emails to yourself. Well, he's he died. Well, no, so not he's him. Not I'm, I'm, email you. If he if does, he does you let me know because that's crazy. No, if he does, I'm gonna just jump off a bridge. <laughs> I don't want to connect with the other side. I would not until it. I'm there. You know what? If you're dead, send me an email. www.watermarkonline.com. <laughs> I'm the one who checks that. <laughs> no, send it to Jeremy at watermarkonline.com. Ah, uh, all right. All right. Well, so yeah, so our weeks were fun. That was yeah, good. It was a good, good Thanksgiving good, good week. Short and Lots work to week. be thankful for. Lots to be thankful for. I'm thankful for this podcast. Me too. Oh. Look at it. I was I was so tired and I was grumpy all day. This is why I'm drinking out of my grumpy mug. Oh, because that's what I do. I have all I have all of the. I don't think I'm supposed to say that anymore. But I have all of the all of Snow White's friends on mugs, and depending on my mood, that's what I drink out of. Nice. I. I was feeling whiny today, so I'm drinking out of my wine glass. <laughs> no, but I just uh, grumpy all day, and then it was time yeah. to do this. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let's do nice. it. So you want to talk about our homework? Let's <clears throat> do it. Let's do it. Um, so uh, we are on episode five of Fellow Travelers of our eight-episode miniseries. we got three more episodes to go after this one. Um, but episode five, we left off with uh, Hawk and Skippy in the 80s. Uh, Skippy just had a seizure and was rushed to the hospital. And Hawk rushes over there to see Skippy just in time to see him in the emergency room having another seizure. Um, yeah, he, that was a lot, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he walks in and uh, something that you don't really see today, um, you saw a lot in the 80s and during the plague, I guess, were sections of the hospital that were restricted to, you know, um, I forget what they called them, but like um, high risk patients yeah. um, where they took the AIDS patients and Hawk comes in just as uh, Skippy's having another seizure and then we cut back to the 50s. You know when 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 he walks into there and he's like you know um, I forget Skippy's real name Tim. T- Tim. He's like Tim Timmy. where's Tim um, Tim's room or whatever and the lady's like do you need a doctor and then I looked and I'm like why would she say that and then I looked at he him. He looked rough I'm why does he I don't want to so make assumptions there's only three episodes left I don't want to make assumptions but he it looks like there's something wrong with hawk yeah yeah um i think we're gonna get uh what like one of those 180s where we're like worried about skippy and then it's like oh shit hawk just fell oh my out god do you know what the what that was like um you probably didn't watch the show 30 something i i know of the show i didn't watch it no Oh, and 30 something, there was like this main character, and everybody loved her, and she had cancer. And they're like, oh, you know, and it was like she was on her deathbed. And they were like, the next episode, you lose one of your friends forever, kind of a thing. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, she's going to die. And then you're watching it, and there was this dude who was going to visit her on a bike. He got hit by a bus and died. And she pulls she through. Was pull, she pulls through. And you're mm. like, what just you, happened? You never know. 30 you something. You never know. Great show, by the way. God, I remember watching commercials for 30-something back in the 80s and 90s and thinking, I ain't going to watch that. That's a show about old people. Now they're younger than me. I'd love to go back to my 30-somethings. I I didn't watch it because I was too young, and now I don't watch it because I'm I'm too too, old. And in my 30s, I was too busy to remember. Terrible. 
so we cut back to the 50s. Um, unlike the other episodes, we don't go back and forth with this episode. We're back in the 50s and we stay in the 50s until the very end. Um, we have a, another uh, another quick two-second scene in the 80s at the very end. But this entire episode takes place in the 50s. And it opens at the club and it's getting raided. Police come in and people scatter. And they run all over the place. They're going out back alleys. Marcus is there. And him and Frankie... And that other uh, performer, I can't remember yeah, his name, but they're running out and the other performer trips and Frankie goes back for her. And uh, see, I've watched this twice now because yeah. I watched it last night real late because this may surprise you, but Jen had to take her mom home. Yeah. And I was like, not going to go because of the whole TV situation. Of course. And I was like, if I go over why, there. Why put yourself through that PTSD? Something, <laughs> something will happen that will keep me there forever. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to stay here and I'll sleep until you come back because I'm exhausted from this tournament. Yeah. Well, she goes, it was, it was like, I, I might be exaggerating this. I'm going to. I'm going to. I know. I'm going to go like this. Like, <laughs> she probably won't watch the video. I am not exaggerating. No, but I felt like two hours went by. And I was just so tired when we when she got back and we finally got to watch it um, that I had to watch it again today. Yeah. So in watching it again today, she did not fall. <laughs> she or I, he did not fall. He barely dipped his foot in a puddle of water <laughs> and then yelled for help. Help me! <laughs> like my sock is wet. <laughs> so, well, Frankie goes back to help and says, "Marcus, help me." And Marcus is Mar like, "Deuces," <laughs> and he just keeps on running. Um, Marcus is like, "We was girl, we was." <laughs> um, so he gets out of the alley and just keeps walking, and it's just you know, it just shows that in those days, Marcus, people like Marcus and Hawk were just like it was every man for himself. It's like I love you until I might go to jail and people will find out I'm gay, and then everybody's on their own. So he takes off. Um, one of the people who gets arrested at the club, Leonard, Lucy's brother, turns out he's gay. Senator Smith's son. Yes. Did you see that coming? I didn't. I didn't either. I, after looking back, when uh, there's a scene in last episode where they're at the party and Leonard comes in, and him, he's just looking at Hawk like in disgust. Looking back now, it totally makes sense. Yeah, um, you know. I mean, the, before the raid, there was a scene where um, Hawk was looking for Leonard. Yeah. And he went to that bar, and then the, the guy said, he was here, but I kicked him out. And then I, that's when I knew he was gay. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, wow, that's surprising. It didn't even dawn on me. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. It didn't dawn on me that that's who Hawk was looking for. Like, Hawk oh, okay. said, I'm looking for this guy, and it didn't click to me that that's who he was looking for. And then when he walked in, because right before the raid, you see him walk in and he goes into the bathroom and he goes into a stall and some guy follows him in there. And then the raid happens and they kick in the stall door and there he is on his knees praying. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to judge these people. Yeah. Right. Because I don't know what clothing was like back then or how many layers people had, but it you know when he went in and smiled at that guy and they went back into that stall. It was a good amount of time yeah. before before well, the, the cops raided. A three piece suit. I mean, you but got he layers still didn't and have it's his cold pants outside. Open. Baby, it's cold outside. But his pants weren't even open yet. The zipper was. The fly was open. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe maybe he was going for that's... the quickie. Like it's like you know what? 
only through the flight. Don't undo my suspenders. Don't pull my jacket off. Don't undo my vest. Don't pull my tie off. Don't undo my belt. Don't unbutton my shirt. Don't unbutton my pants and pull my zipper down. That's a lot. Just don't, the zipper. And don't touch my underwear. <laughs> Just the zipper. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking zipper down is step one. Yes. And they were very eager to go into that stall. But once maybe they got the, in there. Maybe like, once he got down there, he was second guessing himself. And he's like, no, mm, this is I'm going to need a minute to think about no, this. This is how it went down. They, he goes by, he smiles at him. He gets him back in there. They close the door. And he's like, so what do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't do know what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Some people on this podcast have been on Grinder. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? Or whatever you want to do. What are you uh, into? I, mean, I don't know. What are you into? God, <laughs> just tell me what you want to do. I got places to be. Yeah, I mean, We're I'm seconds sure, away from getting raided. I'm sure uh, um, that there's an argument to be made for it. he was helping him fix his zipper. Yeah, you know. 1950s trousers, those zippers get stuck all the time. And what are bros for if not to help you with your zipper? Right. Because as McCarthy said, men need need companionship. Men need the companionship (laughs) that women can't provide. (laughs) Or can't understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't. Anyway, so, yeah, he gets picked up. And then uh, we we cut to uh, uh, an officer letting Leonard out of his car. Into uh, the uh, arms the, of the arms <laughs> of a waiting hawk, and uh, uh, so Hawk is is working at covering this up. Um, he asked the cop for the police rec. He goes, "Was there a police record filed?" He's like, "Yeah, but I ain't got it." So um, Hawk's like, "Well, we gotta track down that arrest record because we can't. We gotta destroy it. There can't be evidence that um, he um, uh, that he was arrested for being." Lewd and uh, lascivious acts. A lewd homosexual. Um, so then we cut to the McCarthy Army hearings. Um, for those who aren't familiar or haven't watched uh, of history or haven't watched the past few episodes, McCarthy is right now. Him and his team are investigating the army for uh, homosexuals in the military. And we cut to Cohen getting questioned by. Um, well, what happened is <clears throat> that they were starting to say that the army had a lot of communists in it so the army was now investigating all of the favors that cohen is doing for this guy so this particular hearing was that same committee now interviewing cohen his boyfriend yes shine about his his favors and mccarthy shine yeah um so one thing in this episode that I noticed, and I noticed it a little bit in the the previous episodes, is how whiny Shine is. He is such a whiny little baby. So obnoxious. Well, did you see those boots? Yes, the ones specially made for him. You'd think it'd be appreciative. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't need your help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's part of it that in there when they're questioning Shine and they insinuate that um cohen is doing all these favors for shine and shine's like i don't need anyone's help i'm a man i can do it on my own i gotta prince it all on my own yeah he's so whiny anyway um so at this point um cohen uh from outside people from mccarthy's wife (laughs) i'll use air quotes um or fiance i don't know if they're married yet at this point but his fiance (laughs) every time i see her on the screen i don't get wife vibes yeah, I get no. like she's his governess. Or... Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh, did you watch House of Cards? Yes. It reminds me of Kevin Spacey and um, Robin Wright. Like I cannot see those two married, 
but I can see it's like a transaction. That's all it is. But even they seemed more like a married couple than this. I mean, this is very. I mean, she even she dresses like she's some sort of like military commander. Yeah, well, person they started that raises out she was kids. like his assistant or secretary oh, or okay. something, and oh. this is all a cover because according to the show, not me, so don't sue me. McCarthy was a homosexual. According to this show, that is factual. Yes. Um, so, um, at this point, Cohen's, uh, and when I say this show, I don't mean this podcast. I mean mean the show that we're talking about. Um, Mrs. McCarthy tells Mr. McCarthy that Cohen's an embarrassment and that he needs to get rid of him. And that's when McCarthy gives him the little speech about, you know, there's some things that you can only do with your boys. Yeah, because he's he's trying to say he's like they're just friends and that's fine. Men need the companionship of other men, and women just wouldn't understand. Yes, and 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 that's understandable considering she doesn't know that Cohen has evidence against McCarthy that he has also been in the arms of another man. According to that other man. According to that other man, just men lying. This is just a show of men lying to each other and their women. You know what's interesting though is I have dubbed the sub the, the working title of this show Matt Bomer gets laid. <laughs> um, but not he, a whole lot of that in this episode. He didn't get laid at all. <clears throat> no, no. There's very little sex. In fact, even the sex that is in this is just leading up to sex. It, you know, it's giving yeah. blowjobs in a bathroom that no, don't happen. It's leading up. It's five minute lead up to a blowjob that uh, didn't happen yeah. because the zipper only went down. So uh, things are looking down for the McCarthyans. Uh, until uh, there's a rumor going around that Senator Smith's son has been picked up for taming the old trouser snake, <laughs> as they say in the 50s. I'm going to need you to do the rest of your explanation of this like a 1950s <laughs> broadcaster. Broadcaster. Where, where did that come from? So they come out and they say, Smith, you need to resign. I, I feel like I thought I was saying the word gangster. <laughs> I said broadcaster. So, so rumors out there. Okay, so I want to talk about this scene. Yes, right. So the rumors out there, and and how you know that the McCarthy team has this is that Ray Cohn corners Skippy at the urinal. Yes, and they yes. have a very intense conversation about it, where Ray Cohn is basically like, you know, oh, here he's, it is. Like yes. you know, he's gay, and he's like, uh, how would I know? And he kind of looks at him and he goes. You would know. Like, yeah. As if to say, I know you're gay and I'll come after you if you don't yeah. do something about it. There's this. a lot of scenes that take place in the bathroom in this episode. You've got uh, uh, Leonard given, given, you know. It's, burr, burr, it's burr. the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, of the bathroom scene. You've got scene. Skippy getting confronted by Cohen. Later, you're going to have Marcus piss on the shoes of a racist journalist. Great scene. <clears throat> awesome scene. Go get it, Marcus. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, Skippy is confronted by Cohen in the bathroom. And he's like, how did you get the envelope? And he's like, eh, it was left on my desk. And he's Why like, is that a bad excuse? And he goes, well, I think that the point is, and this is later mentioned by Hawk, um, Skippy is a bad liar. At, t- at two points in this episode, Cohen mentions it and, and Hawk mentions it, says, Skippy, you're a terrible liar. And he's like, well, is that a bad thing? When, no, when, um, when, Hawk, or when Skippy goes to Hawk's office to say, Ray Cohen asked about, the where I got this from and he's like what did you tell him and he said uh, I told him somebody put it on my desk and Hawk goes that's not plausible and he yeah. gets mad at him 
Why is that not plausible? I think because Shine's desk is two desks over from oh, his. Oh, that's what so I, he like, did say So they're like, why wouldn't he just put it on his desk? But I'm just going to say this, Hawk, if you're listening. Yeah. And you're this master manipulator, and you have everything figured out, and you never get caught at anything. When you handed that to Skippy to say, go give this to him, you should have followed it up with, and if they ask where it came from, tell them blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why did they not do that? Um, because Hawk is an idiot. And if this episode taught me anything, it is I am starting to agree with everyone online who is telling me that um, – I just got to notice my laptop is dying. <laughs> <laughs> you better talk fast. So um, there is a notification um, that – or that um, that uh, Hawk is a terrible person. And I don't uh, – I don't. Uh, I don't think that he uh, cares about anybody but himself, and that is in part because I'm getting directions on where the hole is. <laughs> there we go. We're still. We're not. Uh, that comment has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> um, so that goes into um, Hawk goes to Senator Smith to say, "Hey, here's the rumor, and the rumor's true." And then here's where I get infuriated with Hawk. I get that you're trying to protect yourself, but then he has a conversation with Senator Smith about what a deviant Leonard is and how he needs to get help and how he's just a disgusting pervert. And he's like, I will take him to a hospital where they fix people like him. And it's like, dude. But don't you think that Hawk <clears throat> believes that he is also a deviant pervert? Maybe, but, you know, if you're a sinner, why are you going to drag other sinners into the the sin house or you know to be sho electroshock therapied out of your sin when you yourself but leonard wants that i know it's it's all tragic all it's, around it's, it's really yeah this episode is really dark and intense and 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 tragic but i mean i get i feel like there's like i don't know i look at it differently maybe i watched a different show i didn't i didn't watch episode five <laughs> of fellow travelers but what i'm starting to see is that he's actually becoming more human and he's falling in love with Skippy and you're seeing that. And, um, you know, he's, I don't think he's doing this to protect himself. I think he's doing it to protect the Senator and people do go to these camps and, and come out differently. It's like, it's the fifties. It's not like, it's not like today you wouldn't say that. Like some people would. Well, yeah, but I, there is no part of me that thinks Hawk ultimately is always looking out for Hawk. But most of the people, most of the people, even Skippy, right, who wanted, and, and everybody in Ruston who who wanted to be a preacher but had these um, cravings, as they call them in this show, um, and acted on them, they thought that they they needed something to help them get rid Fixing. of all of that. And they that it was fixed. Skippy believes. Well, they're all terrible that people. He, he, it's, Everyone in the 50s was a terrible person. You know what? They're not. And, and I wanted to, in that, that scene where, where, um, where Hawk, not, where they're dropping Skippy off at the hospital, mm -hmm. and they're talking about how they're going to give him electrotherapy and all this stuff. And Not Skippy, Leonard. Leonard, yeah. sorry. And they're dropping Leonard off, and Leonard says, or he says, you'll be fine. You know, it's not going to be that bad. And Leonard says, I want I want this. I want this to go away. Yeah, he and goes, I, I want thought, to be cured. And I just thought it was so sad that that's the time that they lived in, because now people would show you that you are normal that life is fine and that this is a th this is not something to 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 be taken from you it's something to celebrate about you and his whole life would be different yeah yeah so that was just sad and so, so i don't blame them i don't think they're horrible people i just think they lived in the wrong time 
Yeah, they're still pretty horrible to me. So um, Hawk says there's a place for sick boys, and he takes the sick boy to his hospital. But before he does, he goes out. Lucy, who who, who heard all this, goes outside because she's, you know, um, she's taken aback by her homosexual brother. Oh, my God. The, the shocking revelation of the whole show. Lucy smokes. Yeah. She's out there smoking a cigarette, and she's <laughs> like, uh, I met a couple of queers while I was traveling. I know these people exist. And she goes, I looked in their eyes, and they had the same look my brother has in his queer eyes. Did you get the sense that- <gasps> Queer that, eyes. <laughs> uh-huh, that's where it was invented. Um, did you get the sense that like she's like as as early form and an ally, as an ally as one could be? As close to somebody who would say, you know what? It's okay they're that way. She's the closest in this, yeah. this show who, if given the proper nurturing, would be an awesome ally. She because she basically says it's not it's not anything that they can do. Yeah. Or, you know what? Even even Hawk says it though, right? He says you can't blame you can't blame them. You can't blame them for their disease. No, he said <laughs> you can't blame them um, for. Um, he doesn't say God's mistakes, does he? He says for nature's mistakes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. he says you, you can't, can't blame them for nature's mistakes. I was like, I heard that. I was like, Ugh. which is like, I guess you're supporting, but kind of in a hurtful way. <laughs> but okay. But she seemed. I got the vibe from her that she she wants to love her that, brother. Yeah, that she's like he's he's my family and yeah. and I don't I'm not mad at him about this. Unlike the father who, who was like basically is like I can't you're look at him. Dead to me, you little faggot. Yeah, he's like I can't look at him. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Makes me feel better about what's about oh, to happen. Oh, I did. That's why I wrote out. He's just one of nature's mistakes. I thought that was a very interesting line. So Hawk takes Leonard to his rehab. I use air quotes because they tell everybody that he's going to rehab because he has a drinking problem. Is that why you tell people that? <laughs> did you go to conversion therapy? Yes, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> um, so um, he drops him off before he goes in. Um, Leonard mentions a time uh, not too long ago when him and Hawk were out at a camping trip or something, and they jerked off together. And Hawk's like, yeah, but boys will be boys, but we grow out of that. Real men grow yeah, out of that. Yeah, real it. men grow out of that, you homo. <laughs> so... I am. Leonard goes in to get shocked. <laughs> and Hawk moves on. I find that all very interesting. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, Leonard on some level knows that Hawk is, is gay, right? He has to know. You jerked off with him, Leonard. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just curious as to how many times I there may are... not be a psychiatrist, but <laughs> I know a homo when I see one. <laughs> You dirty <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, situations like that happen, yeah. right? Between sure friends at a, of a certain age. When I was in the air force, no, and I'm, I'm just, just <laughs> I'm just curious as these let's just call them truth or dare moments, um, spin the bottle moments from 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 earlier in our lives. If if they were to have happened, I wonder what. How many of these situations, like, I'm I'm gay. I was gay then. Yeah. I'm gay now. But I'm just curious as to, they were, were they were they more like Hawks? Were they more like Skippies? Were they more like Leonard's? What were they like? I wonder what their lives are like now. Are you asking me? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to know right. my friends. When I was 11. <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> I thought you were asking for my moments. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, what do you think about, do you, th- do you ever think about that? Do you ever think like, oh, are any of those kids gay? Um, yeah, well. Here's the interesting thing. The little group of friends that I had when I was a kid, 
Um, thanks to Facebook, I'm still connected with them. So I know which ones are gay and which aren't. And for the most part, I'm the only gay one. Although there is one of our friends who... What does for the most part mean? Well, the only thing is because one of our friends, um, I think he might be bisexual. Because he tried... He was into drugs and alcohol. And he was in a relationship with a man for a while. And then he got off drugs and alcohol. And now he's married to a woman. So... (laughs) I don't Wait know. a minute. I don't know. <laughs> the drugs went off and he's like, oh shit, that's a dude. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that it's fluid and I think it changes. So I think that um, in our little friends group, he might be bi, he might go back and forth. I don't know. So it's, you know, I'm the only one that I know who's full on 100% about the duck. <laughs> of homosexual. <laughs> A little bit. We're about halfway through that bottle. A little bit. That makes sense. (laughs) That tracks. So anyway, back to the show. The part of the episode where I remind you that your mother listens. Uh, Mom knows I'm a homo. Um. So anyway, so back to the uh, uh, so um, back to the the Army McCarthy hearings, and Cohen goes in and he shows a photo of Shine with the Secretary of the Army. And it's a photo of just the two of them. And he's like, you think that I'm the one giving him favors? Uh, The secretary of the army is the one who requested this photo. And it's just the two of them. Yeah, that's it. And they love each other. Yeah, yeah. The secretary of the army wants to bone him. That's why he took the photo. Um, (laughs) The part out where he's got a cigarette. He's like, yeah, she. Um, But Skippy knows better because Skippy saw the day before Cohen in the office with that photo unaltered rubbing his hand on it longingly thinking of no. he was covering up the third person in it to say oh i gotta oh, just cut I, him out i thought he was like had his hand on it thinking oh i love this man <laughs> anyway that makes total sense because he cropped the photo so it made it appear like Cohen wasn't the one doing the favors for him. So Skippy's like, this is BS. So he goes to McCarthy and he's like, the photo was altered. And McCarthy's like, what are you doing? And then he yells at him. So Skippy walks out. Another intense scene where yeah. McCarthy screams at him as if to say, you know, you don't even, he, it, basically McCarthy in this admits that he made the whole thing up. Yeah. Everything about the Red Scare, everything is all made up and it was all made up. Because he wanted to be popular. Yeah. And it worked. Because he said he was voted the worst senator. And he goes, most people would be upset about that. Not me. I liked it. <laughs> I told those women 250 members of Congress were were communists. And where yeah. did I get that number? Who cares? Who cares? Pulled it out of my ass. Right. <laughs> where that boy was. Any of that sound familiar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Episode um, 45. <laughs> <laughs> so Skippy goes. He writes a letter. He gives it to the lawyers for the army, and he quits. In the letter, he says that that's a doctored photo. So at the next meeting, the army presents the doctored photo and says, hey, here's the actual photo. The secretary of the army wasn't trying to get into Shine's pants. It was going all the time. So um, Skippy quits his job. Um, and in a radio broadcast, when Skippy's in his, his room, you hear that Cohen has stepped down from... Uh, McCarthy's team on the hearings. McCarthy's uh, approval rating is dropping. It's plummeting. And Skippy has no direction in life, much like I didn't. So him and I did the same thing. We enlisted in the military. (laughs) Um, Skippy is going into the army. Yeah. 
Probably for different reasons. He went into the army. Oh, we're de- definitely different reasons. To, to get over, to forget about um, Hawk? Hawk. Oh, well, then we went in for the same reason. <laughs> I went in to get over a boy. No, I didn't. Um, I got out to get over a boy. <laughs> yeah, you went in to get under a boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those, we should do a podcast devoted entirely to my six years in the military and what I figured out. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, Skippy's quit his job. He's going in the military. Um, meanwhile, Marcus is uh, – he's working at the Post, and that racist journalist made a comment to him. So, Marcus goes into the whites only, but it's not a whites only. But, hey, Marcus, why don't you use the bathrooms on the fourth floor just not to make waves? Um, goes in and pisses on the shoes of this racist journalist, which is great. And then he ends up quitting um, to get a job. He gets offered a job at the little known upstart magazine called Jet, um, which obviously most people know is a huge magazine these days. Um, so he's going to take a job at Jet. Earlier in this episode, he meets with, um, after he abandons <laughs> um, Frankie. Is that his name? Frankie. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Frankie, um, abandons him in the alleyway. They meet and he breaks up with him. Um, and he's like, you know, we're, we're Frankie. Um, Marcus is like, I can't, I can't, yeah, he can't, I can't, I can't go do out. This. I yeah. can't go out and be seen. I can't go to that club anymore. Yeah. So um, they part ways and then they come back by the end of the episode. They're back at that same bench in the same park. And he's like, listen, um, I'm thinking of taking this job at jet magazine and uh, I want, I want to give it a try. Um, I want I want to be happy and I want to be happy with you. So well, and then Frankie is like, well, I'm going to go on tour. Yeah. And when I come back, I want to have a nice house and I want somebody to live yeah, there with me. I want a nice apartment like, with this, a nice boy. It's a very nice and moment. It, yeah, they have the opposite of the Hawk and Skippy moment. Yes. They're like, we're going to give this a try. Then we see Skippy going to Hawk and Hawk's heading out for the hunt again. And Skippy's like, take me with you. And he's like, no, no. And he goes, oh, by the way, I don't want you to read it in the newspaper. I'm going to propose to Lucy, and you and I can't be together anymore. Is that what you think he was going to do? Because he never said that's what he was going to go do. Skippy just said, are you hunting? I think so. I know know people like Hawk. You only have one thing on the brain. (laughs) Penis. So um, he's heading out probably... Uh, probably for the hunt. Skimpy thinks he's going on the hunt. Now, I didn't re I should have rewind this, but and I'm gonna go back and watch it. But I'm pretty sure after they have that uh, that interaction, he goes, "I'm gonna propose to Lucy." The camera cuts <clears throat> to Hawk walking, and you see Skippy walking in the opposite direction. But he's like fuzzy. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I was just tired, but did was Skippy <laughs> was Skippy running with his hands in the air like this? Because I was like, I need to go back and look at that because I'm pretty sure I saw Skippy run away with his <laughs> Anyway, go back and watch it. <clears throat> Skippy's like, I can't take this anymore. And he runs away. The earliest form of the youth car lock. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, he goes He goes away. Um and we find out that McCarthy has gotten a hold of Leonard's arrest record. Um, so Smith is told, you either resign or we're going to out your son for the dirty, perverted homosexual that he is. So Smith starts writing a letter. I don't know. We talked about this earlier. We don't know if it's a resignation letter that he was writing or a letter to say, 
screw you guys, I'm not stepping down. This is, I'm going to be, you know, the senator I need to be. Either way, we find out that we're wrong because he writes the letter and then puts a gun in his mouth and blows the back of his head off and kills himself. So they go to the funeral. Senator Smith is dead. Um, McCarthy's uh, approval rating is dropping. Cohen is left. Uh, the team, Skippy is going to the military. Hawk is getting married. It almost feels like it's wrapping up, but we got three episodes left. So I don't know where the hell this is going. It feels like everything's wrapping up. Um, so um, Hawk comes over to Skippy's house or uh, room and he says, uh, hey, I'm leaving for the military in two days. And he's like, uh, come with me. I want to take you somewhere. And I think that's the tower of the State Department building. They go up into the, like the bell tower and they're sitting in there. Is that where they're at? I, I don't know. It, it was a dome, and I was yeah. like, is that the Capitol building? I don't know where it, they are. Yeah, they're in some sort of bell tower or something. And Skippy says, when I go, I don't want you to write me because um, I need to forget you. And Hawk says, yeah, you're right. You do need to forget about me. And then we cut back to the 80s, and Hawk uh, comes over to Skippy's uh, hospital bed in the emergency room. He sits down next to him. He takes his hand. Both of them look rough as hell. Like, it looks like they both have had, like, nine nine stages of chemotherapy or something. Like, they both look like they're they're about to drop dead. And then we cut back to the bell tower. It pans out. And then credits roll. So Lord knows where we're heading at this point. But episode five is in the bag. Smith is dead. Uh, Cohen is ruined. Ruined. Skippy is uh, Captain America in it. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, that is a really good episode. It was, You know, one thing I I, I really liked about it is the guy who plays Roy Cohn is Mm -hmm. so good. He is. Like, he not only looks like Cohen, but, I mean, it's there's no distinction between him and Cohen. Excuse me. He has such a, like, when he's, like, high on weasel power. Yeah. He's, like, really gross. Yeah. But like then, I watch it and I'm like I hate you and then I realize I'm supposed to hate you. You're doing a fantastic job. And then he gets like like weasel scared. Yeah. So he's like all all forms of weasel, but it's really good. I don't know where this is going, but I'm digging it. Um 3 episodes left. Did you did you ask yourself why did the senator do what he did? Why did he shoot himself? Yeah. I ask myself that every day. <laughs> why, like, why, why would that stop them from outing your kid? Yeah, they, that now they can destroy your name without. I feel anything. like he killed himself of just sheer embarrassment. He's like, my life is over. My my son's a queer, and they're gonna. He's gonna ruin me, and I just I can't. So I write my letter. I shoot myself. Everyone damned. I don't care now. It is so hard for me to imagine that there was a time where someone would rather end their life. Than live with a gay son. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Just like Senator Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, great episode. He was he was blown away by that news. He was like, whoo. Yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> I won't make any more jokes. You know, also, I, also, what I like is I like the journalist more and more every day. He seems to Marcus, be the one yeah. growing. <clears throat> and who gets it. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, Marcus and Hawk are very much the same kind of guys. They're, you know, they're like, we just want to get, sorry, Ma, we just want to get our dicks wet. It's not about love. It's not about commitment. It's not about being with somebody. It's about us. And Hawk is getting further and further away from admitting that he's in love with Skippy. 
as Marcus is getting closer and closer admitting and saying, you know what? I am in love with this guy. I am in love with Frankie and I can see a life with us together. And from what we see in the flash forwards with the eighties, they work it out because they're living together. Yeah. So um, after that heavy episode, we needed some, uh, some lighter fare. Yeah. Something that you really just would watch and you didn't have to really think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which based on this movie, um, is is what the writer and director thought when they were making it. So, <laughs> oh, by the way, let's do this real quick. Oh yeah, um, Rotten Tomatoes changed on Fellow Traveler. Oh, did they? So last time it was ninety four eighty seven. Oh, this is getting intense. Everybody loves it. I'm gonna say ninety five uh, critics and ninety one audiences. You got the critics right. Oh, did that I? That was the only change. It went up one. Uh, 95, 87 still for people. Come on, But I, I, I read the, I want to read the comments every now and sure. then, so I want to read this one from Jane R. on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn you, Jane. Jane, you made my day. Disgusting and terribly dark and offensive. <laughs> <laughs> because she thinks that gays deserve better or because she hates the gays? I'm going to imagine that she doesn't like all the sex. Mm. That's mine. That's what I'm going with. I mean, in her defense, nobody has sex in real life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gays fuck like bunnies. Um, so, yes, we watched a movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. Um, speaking of bunnies, Akron. Uh, no, we watched a movie. It's uh, 19. Or no, not 19. Not that old. 2015. Uh, romantic gay drama, um, Akron. Uh, for those who don't know what it is, it's a gay drama about two college guys who get into a real uh, a relationship without realizing that their paths had crossed at one point when they were younger. How cryptic. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, the film opens with uh, a, a, a lady, a mother with her young son at a grocery store. Um, and they're checking out their groceries and the boy sees another mother come in with two kids, you know, simple, uh, you know, everyday happenings. Um, they take their groceries, they put them in the car, the mother starts driving away and then you hear the screech of the tires, the scream of the mother, she gets out and someone is dead. The mother of the, the first mother from the, the kid, uh, from the opening has killed one of the two boys of the other mother who entered the grocery store and people scream and cry and then it cuts to current days or at least current days when the movie happens. Yeah, and you can tell right off the bat that where this where this storyline is going is that it's following the mother um, who had the child that died. Yeah. So and so you assume immediately then that the other that the boy is the other son that lived and then the girl is um, the child that she had because she's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant when in the her, beginning. her son dies. Right. So you're like, you're like, okay, this is gonna. So what's happening here is that this is a movie about the story of that family's lives. Yeah. So you cut to the the to the future uh, or to current times, and uh, Benny, who is played by Matthew Fraze, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he's a college freshman. He's going to college in, you guessed it, Akron, Ohio. That's yeah. why it's called Akron. Because it's where he grew up. And, yeah. you know, after his mom lost the child, she's a little overprotective. And she's like, you're going to school here. So he lives at yep. home. Yep. And, goes and he to goes college to college. There. And uh, he's playing football. Just real, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to point out 
that he's gay in real life. Oh, is he? Yes. I looked very briefly looked into the two main actors of this and couldn't I mean they're they're not like, you know, they didn't like grow up to become like these huge stars, so there there's not a lot that they were in. I'm going to tell you that they're both gay. Okay. Um the the guy that plays um Christopher who we'll talk about in a minute, he's like um he's like an acclaimed actor, like a stage is actor. He? Oh, okay. So, I think Akron is his only film credit. Yeah, I couldn't find anything yeah. really with either one of these two. Uh, and but you should have looked them up on Instagram, Matthew. Because guess oh, what I? Matthew does for work? <laughs> I don't know why this is. Big. It's not funny. It's just interesting. I, is because... he a go go dancer? No, no. He's an in fitness instructor. He's a fitness instructor oh, for really? gay men. Really? And like he does all of these videos about the joy of being gay and this and like you're gay and here's this positive energy of like express your best gay self and we're gonna do here's your workout routine and blah blah blah. I can't wait to research this guy. Um and that's good because um spoiler alert, I'm not impressed with his acting abilities. So I'm I'm glad he branched out into something else. Um so uh he plays Benny. Mr. Uh, proud to be gay and athletic guy. He plays Benny. Uh, he's a freshman in college, and he meets Christopher playing football, which he tells his mother is called Mudball. I don't know what that is. Because they're playing in the mud. So is, is that what they call football when you play in the mud? They call it Mudball, or is that just something he calls it? I'm going to guess that it's something... That was an activity that college students just did. It's oh. not an organized sport. Oh, it's just like hey, he's just like hey, I was guys, playing mud ball. Let's get some people together and go play mud ball, which means you're gonna throw play a football ball in the around mud? in the mud. All right, kids, I get them. So, um, on the opposite side uh, on the team is Christopher, who is played by Edmund Donovan, who I hear is this acclaimed stage actor <laughs> for reals. Um, so, um. I think uh, he did a lot of TV, too. Like, a lot oh, okay. of one-offs here and there in shows. So, they play, and then Benny and Christopher, you know, they chat after the game. Benny asks Christopher for his number, and um, he says, oh, yeah, here's my number. He goes home and tells his mom that he met someone. Um, right off the bat, what I really love about this is nobody bats an eye that these kids are gay. Um, it's so many times in these movies, it's like, I met a guy, and it's like, oh, I hate that you're a homo. And it's like both families, they're like, you know what? You're gay. It's fine. And both that's them. not an issue it's at not, all with anybody. Their trauma in this thing has nothing to do with being it has gay. Nothing. In fact, one person who's one person wrote this. Uh, I, I said that I love that it's like gay is completely normalized yeah. in this movie. Uh, but one critic said, he said, um, it is the best thing about this and it is the worst thing about this movie that you could swap them for heterosexuals without changing much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, except for the. The mud ball thing. Girls don't play mud ball. I kid, because there's actually girls playing in their mud the ball game. The only reason he played mud ball is because his, his friend, his friend Julie, was like, "Come to. play mud ball with us." So um, they hit it off, and uh, he goes home, and uh, he's like, "Mom, I met a boy," and she's like, "Is it something?" He goes, "I don't know. It might be," and it turns out it is. It is something. So they go on a date, um, and it's you know your typical date. They talk about their families. They talk about what they're studying in college. For the life of me, I cannot remember what Christopher is studying, but Benny is doing something in the medical field. So Christopher calls him Dr. Benny, which I thought was cute. Cute little pet name for your little new boyfriend. Um, you know, basic first, first date stuff. Um, then they decide they're going to go to a party together um, at Benny's friend's house, which is... <laughs> 
it's this is an independent film. It's a very small independent film. So watching this scene, it just made me laugh because it just seems like there's like nine people in the house and it's just the most goofy dancing I've ever seen. And they're like dancing at this house party. And it's like, we're having a good time. And it's like, mm, you need more people in the house and you need a dance coordinator or something. But you know what? It's a good scene. It establishes that they're really enjoying it. Do people do that in a in a house with <laughs> at a party with only nine people that they dance? No. No. No one I I've I've had a lot of parties you in my need house. At least no twenty people before dancing can happen. Right. I say that now. If you're having a house party, do not dance until the twentieth person gets there. If you are listening to this right now at a house party and you're dancing and you only have eighteen people, stop, stop, stop dancing, stop dancing until Call two, two more people, people. <laughs> get them over there now. Um, you need two more friends. So, um, Julie, who's the lady who uh, coerced Benny to come mudball with her. Um, she's like, hey, I'm staying at my boyfriend's house tonight. You can stay at my place. Wink, wink. It'll just be you and Christopher there. And just as you would expect, they boned. They had sex. Do you know what I appreciate about this little sex scene here? Is that one thing I appreciate about the movie just in general uh-huh. is that the awkwardness of having sex with someone for the first time. Yeah. Um, um, the excitement, the awkwardness of it, and the inability to get your jeans off in a, yes. in a, in a quick, cool manner kind of made me laugh. Yeah, I thought about this. because They I still was like, did it faster than the guys yeah. in the stall on the other show, <laughs> but he definitely tripped over his pants a little bit, and I thought, I've done that. I thought about there. this. I was like, are they such good actors that they're able to portray the awkwardness, or are they such bad actors that they're just awkward people? I couldn't tell, but either way, the scene worked for me. I, it really did. I thought it was it was endearing. I mean, their One, whole the whole first date thing too, and the yeah, awkwardness of it's trying very to, awkward. to make a conversation. The fact that it's an independent film and that they haven't done a lot of movies probably help with that. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like they did a good job. One thing that happens, and you know what, this is going to sound perverted when I say it, but this happens a lot in the movies. <clears throat> After they have sex the next morning, and they're in bed together. They, you see the blankets move, and they're both wearing their boxer shorts again. And I was like, never in my life have I ever had sex with a man, fallen asleep. But before we fall asleep after having sex, then we put our underwear back on. It's like, you didn't put your underwear back on. <clears throat> you fell asleep naked in each other's arms, and you woke up naked. Portray it accurately. <clears throat> Nobody slipped underwear back on. That's just stupid. Wow. Let me see that. I, I hate to be the stupid person in this conversation, but do you put your underwear back I on? Mean, I, I have. I don't know you. What you're gonna do on the sleep? I don't know you. I just had sex with you. You know what is so funny is I feel like I divulged a lot about myself in that one statement that I really didn't intend to. Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, <laughs> anyway. I mean now I'm married, so I don't. Yeah, so you probably put your underwear on every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, they, the, the relationship's going well. They're, they're getting to know each other. Um, they go into one of these movie montages that they, they do several of these in the movie, which made me think because <clears throat> there's so many of these moments where they just kind of linger on the moment that it made me feel like this started off as like a film short and they're like, we're going to turn this into a feature length and they needed to fluff it up a little bit. 
Because there's like six, I think I counted, six mu- music montages in this movie. And there's a couple of scenes, specific, particularly like when after he's, and we'll get to this part, where he wakes up in his car and he's in the field. They just linger on him in the field for like two and a half minutes. And it's like, eh, do we need two and a half minutes of him just standing in a field? So I feel like they were just fluffing up the time. Um, but we hit one of those music mo- or those movie montages where they're spending time together and you're like, wow, they're building their relationship. Time elapses. Uh, and they decide they're going to spend spring break in Florida with Christopher's mother. Yes. Um, you know, and this is one thing. His father, um, Benny's father, hands him a box of condoms. Oh, yeah, because they're um, getting ready to and leave. Says, and he's just kind of cool. Like, the, the dad up to this point has been really cool when he... When he was going to that party and going to stay out, um, his the, mother was, the mother was like, like, he's lying know. to us. And the dad's like, I hope he is. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, of course he's lying to us. Do you know when you were in college? He, basically, he said, he's a young man. He shouldn't even live here. Yeah. Um, let him do. Let so him, let him do. Let and then he gave him condoms mistakes. and yeah. said, be smart. And I thought, oh, that's that's I really do cool. want to make one comment. Well, before we get to the comment I want to make. Um, so, yeah, he he's Christopher comes to pick up Benny. And Christopher's dad or Benny's dad says, hey, come with me, Benny. I want to talk to you. And uh, he's Christopher's talking to Benny's mom and he sees a picture of a young boy on their side table. And he goes, oh, is that is that Benny? And she's like, oh, no, that's my son who died when he was eight. And Christopher looks at the photo and he goes, oh, geez. (laughs) You see it in his face and they flash back. He's like. That's the boy my mother killed. I just want to let our listeners know that that is your interpretation of his reaction. Yes, yes, that his obviously. real reaction was probably just, hmm. He's like, oh, hmm. that's the boy my mother killed. I just would Here love it. Here comes my boyfriend. I would love it if he actually just went, bent down, <laughs> grabbed his knees, and was like, oh, jeez. Yes, my interpretation was his inner monologue. So um, here's the thing. So we get one of those montages again where they're traveling down and they're going to camp along the way down. Uh, one of the camping things that they're doing the little montage is uh, Christopher sees Benny's box of condoms and he says, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of condoms. And he's like, ha ha ha, my dad gave it to me. And then he hands him one, which is obviously, and I don't know if I'm giving a lot away here, is a gold foil magnum condom. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Benny knows Christopher is packing um, because he gave him a big old box of Magnum condoms. So we know what's about to happen. And I was like, interesting. Now I really wish they would have left the underwear. Well, now, I mean, his dad bought them for him. So it could have been his dad who was like, he didn't know who was going to wear the condoms. That's true. And was probably like, my boy is going to be a big boy. Well, what I like to think is because Benny's dad didn't know. Um, he had a, like a variety pack in there. Oh, he did. And Ben, no, that's what I'm saying. In uh, my head, in your head. And Benny goes through and he goes, "I remember. I've been with Christopher before. <laughs> We're gonna need the Magnum." <laughs> and he pulled it out of the box and he goes, "You can throw these tiny condoms out because my boy is." Packing. It almost was like a big directorial decision. Yeah, because the the camera they like linger on it, and it was like look it's at like the they gold it, and packaging. then it frames, and it's like you know what this is <laughs> sponsored by Magnum. <laughs> You know what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, they do it in a tent, and then they head back to head down to Jacksonville, where his mother lives and is a yoga instructor. Um, and they get there, and he's like... But it does show you, right, on that on that drive, or in, even immediately when, when Christopher sees the photo, 
you're you're as an audience, you are at that very moment aware that that yeah that that Christopher is the is the boy that was in the car that hit yes. the kid and killed him. Uh, if you can put it this way, at Christopher looks and he realizes that Benny is the boy who lived. Yes, the boy who lived. <laughs> His brother did not. He was the died. other brother. Yeah, he was the he was the uh, and then he died. <laughs> That's a Harry Potter joke. If- <laughs> I can't wait to watch this back. Unfortunately, you, you were speaking, so it's probably going to be on you and not on me. Um, but you my look face so was confused. Like, you're like, what? Fuck? If you're a Harry Potter fan, you thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's losing it over here. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, so they get back down to Jacksonville. Uh, Benny meets uh, Christopher's mom, and uh, they're having dinner. And then they're like, oh, by the way, I have a hot tub. Why don't we hang in the hot tub? So Benny and Christopher in the hot tub. And then the mother comes out in her bathing suit. She's like, I'm going to join you guys. And it's like, ma'am, give us some space. I'm sorry. I just got to say real quick. What the hell is Christopher's problem? First of all, I get the feeling you were he's an not higher trip. Yeah, he's yeah. not close to his mom. He's get, mad yeah, at his mom. He doesn't like his mom. Yeah, it was she killed the kid and That's that, true. that resulted in the divorce. Yeah. And and that he had to move away and now and he hates his life. And so but he's really happy now and he knows that his mom has the potential to ruin this. But if he wanted his mom to not ruin it, then maybe Don't somewhere him. on a drive from Akron, Ohio to Jacksonville, Florida, you might say. That's a long drive. You got mm-hmm. plenty of time to tell either that either Benny, Benny or, or your mom, yeah. or just when you get there, just pull her aside and say, "I got to tell you something. You're gonna lose it, but yeah. either I'm gonna go to a hotel and stay, or you're gonna keep your mouth shut." But here's the deal. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just sits on it and then <laughs> he just sits there in that hot tub. Like, yeah, don't and say anything. Don't say anything. Benny like, says his name, and things start to click. And and Christopher's mom's like, "Wait a minute." Is your mother's name? And then says his mother's name. And and Christopher's like, Okay, Ma, you can go. Get out of the get out of the hot tub, Ma. Get the hell out of here. He's like angry, like, you know, get out of here. Starts throwing rocks at her, kicking her. No, he doesn't do any of that. <laughs> but he's like, get the hell out of here. And then she leaves and uh Benny's like, uh, how did she know my mother's name? And he's like, oh, it's crazy. I she, must have told her. I must <laughs> have told her. <laughs> um, isn't there only one Mexican lady who lives in Akron? Everybody knows her name. <laughs> and then she comes out, lights a cigarette, and he goes, ugh, you smoking now, Ma? And he's like, <laughs> now, I do want to say, the reason I recommended we talk about that this week, because this scene, the hot tub scene, is what I saw on TikTok. And I was like, I got to watch this movie. I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> so she comes out and she's like, I have to tell you something, Betty. I murdered your brother. I ran him over. It was my fault. I, and, and we are at the end of, end of the bottle paraphrasing here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but basically she says, I have to tell yada, you this. Yada, yada, yada. I ran over your brother. She's very apologetic. Yeah. She's um, super nice about and it. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, It's so great to see that you turn out to be such a wonderful person yeah um you know it was an accident and she just kept saying it over and over as an accident it was yeah. an accident to the point where benny has to go ma'am i understand yeah i get it, it was an accident and there's a silent pause and then he's like i'm gonna get out now that cool yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna yeah, go he now does, he spends the next 30 minutes being like i'm fine yeah i'm fine he is not fine no no 
So um, he goes into the room and uh, Christopher goes in and he's like, uh, I don't know what to say. And he's like, I just need to be left alone. And Christopher sits there. It's like, dude, he just said he wants a moment to himself. And you're like, no, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I'm going to go take a shower. And then Christopher goes take a shower. And then Benny calls his mom and you think he's going to tell her. And he's like, mm, I just want to say I'm having a good time. And she's like, oh, oh, by the way, he interrupted his parents having sex. Right. To yeah. then not tell her. Yeah. And it's then, like you just messed up her night. And then immediately say, I want to go home to Christopher. Yeah. Well, first he goes in the shower and has oh. a good cry. Yeah. Which, I mean, is really the only, the only appropriate place to, place to have a cry. Remember that, everyone. Remember that. If you <laughs> Whenever have to cry, you're having a face-to-face conversation with Jeremy, pull a Benny. Go take a shower and cry. Don't cry to my face. <laughs> Anyway, so they stayed. What if you were they, taking a shower with someone and they started crying? Do you have to be like, oh, I gotta give this? You one know to what? You. They they you gotta give it to you. You're in you the shower. You, you 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 fudge the rules. You, you found a loophole. All right, cry in front of me. Just make sure the water runs them down the drain. I don't want to see them. So um, he stays for the night, and then they go to do because his mom's a yoga instructor. They do yoga, and his mom says, "Benny, you can open up a little bit," and touches his side. Without consent, I might add. And he's like, yeah, don't touch me, lady who killed my brother. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. This is really weird. This is awkward. So Christopher tells his mom, hey, Benny's got some finals coming up, and he's got to take care of this. So he, they go to the car. And before they go, the, Benny goes to the car, and he goes, go to the car. I got to talk to my mom. And he goes, you know we're not leaving because of that, right? We're leaving because you're a bitch, and you told my boyfriend that you killed his brother. And uh, she's like, I had to confess it. I had to get it off my chest. And he's like, why can I, why do you, will you never let me be happy? Why couldn't you just let it go? I kept telling you, Ma, let it go, let it go. And she's like, I had to say something. And he's like, you just will never let me be happy, will you? You're a bitch. You're a bitch, Ma. And then he leaves. He's he's kind of, uh, he goes off on her a little bit. I'm a little aggressive. He was a little little too aggressive. Yeah. You know, she, by the way, kid. Um, she, By the way, Christopher, she was the one driving the car. Yeah, she's the one who is res- who is responsible for the death of that child. Mm-hmm. She's got enough to deal with. She doesn't need your attitude. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So um, they go back, and uh, Benny's like, uh, "Listen, you didn't tell me, Christopher. You knew. You knew. I think we need to take a break, which is good news for Benny because if I know anything, he can fuck whoever he wants because they're on a break." <laughs> We were on a break. It's so sometimes it's good to be the Ross. Yeah. So um he breaks up and then he tells his mother, he's like, you know, we broke up because Christopher's mom killed your son. <laughs> no, she he's like she's like, I wanna I wanna know what's what why you came back, why are you mad, blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. He's like, you were you were so happy, what happened? What did he do to you? Did he what, hurt you? And, did he hurt you? And she he's like, You don't wanna know, you don't wanna know. And he's like, I promise you, you don't wanna know. And she's like, What is it? Tell and me. And then he's like, Fine. Fine. His mom's name is blah blah blah. And so then she realizes that that what's going on. Yeah. And he, she did not want to know. No. <laughs> he, and she Betty goes into the right. room and she tells her husband, and he didn't want to know. Nobody wanted to know. But now they all do know. And then all of a sudden Benny's dad turns into a dick too. Yeah. Benny's like, we have to break up because your mom killed my brother. And then he's like, do we though? And then the guy. Well, then the guy. Then a couple of days go by, and he yeah. misses him. And then they're like, and then he says, "You know what? This isn't any fault of ours." Yeah, we didn't do nothing. Right. 
Your mom killed him, not us. Right. So then they hug and they're like, yeah. oh, so that's, and then they're going to go. Uh, Benny's sister is in a show. Yep. Um, she's an Arsenic actress. and Old Lace. Yeah. And let is me that tell what that you. Was? Yes. And let me tell you what I love the most about it. I have never seen a movie do a high school production of a play as high schooly as this was. <laughs> this was quintessential high school production that that dude was like wandering around his arm he didn't know what to do with his arms and he was going around and like and it and then the makeup was so bad I, i'm telling you there's so many scenes in this movie like are they such good actors that they portray this or are they such bad actors that they're just bad acting up there the the, the, the glass is half full for me i yeah. think that it was designed perfectly this way and it because Every, I think everyone involved are major theater actors. Like the guy that plays Benny, the guy that plays the 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 woman that plays Benny's mom. Yeah, is is an is. I, I may have gotten confused with Christopher. He he's he's a stage actor, but she's the one who is like award winning, mega award winning, um, very famous, um, in like a like a musical theater nice. scene or a theater. You know scene. who's not Benny, and while I love him to death and he's adorable, um. In this back half of the movie, when everybody finds out, he has these outbursts, first with his dad, then with Christopher, then with his mom, that are so... Christopher's was bad. Yeah, it's like, I can't stand you that you won't listen to me. I'm out of here. And he's just so... I'm leaving everyone. Yeah. But you know what? The breakup scene... And then the scene with his mom when he didn't want to tell her, he was really good in those. So I'm just going to say, like, I, I read a lot of critiques about this, and most people blame the director. Yeah. For, for the mean, way it turned out. I don't know who the director is, but yeah, I'll blame it on them. Um, Benny's hot, so I'll blame it on someone else. <laughs> so yeah, so um, he tells his dad, I'm going to keep seeing Christopher because we're in love. And he goes, you don't know what love is. And he goes, you don't know me. And then he storms out. And then Christopher says, listen, Benny, you should probably talk to your parents. And he's like, you don't know me. And he storms out. And then he goes home after sleeping in his car in a field for some reason. He goes home and he's making Where a Where was sand. that field? I don't know. But Are they, there buildings in Akron, Ohio? <laughs> they lingered on like that scene. I was like, I'm going to have to fast forward this because like for two and a half minutes, he's just standing in the field after he wakes up. And then he goes home to make a sandwich. His mom, because then she's like, you came home for a sandwich? Go ahead, make your sandwich. Eat. And he's like, eat. <laughs> and then they're making it. And then he's, she's like, oh, I don't like that you're seeing him. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. And he storms out. And she's like, wait. And she grabs the sandwich. And she comes out. And he's like, she's like, take your sandwich. And he's like, I don't want nothing from you. And he drives away. So dramatic. Come on. Come on. You got to eat. You're not the dead one. Eat something. So he leaves, and then he goes back to Christopher's uh, dorm room, and Christopher's mother's there. And she just can't keep her mouth shut, she can't, can't she? She can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> I have got And to. she's like, I've got to talk to your mother, but before then, I need to see your brother's grave. You give me the addresses to both yeah. now. If you're watching this movie at yes. this point, you're thinking there are two things that most people in this cast don't want you to do. Yeah. And she's you doing demand both of them. that I must do both of them. So, yeah. She goes and sees the brother's grave. She cries. Then she goes to the house. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. So. She's walking up to the house. She stops at the tire swing that's in their front yard, and she looks at it. And for a moment, it looks like she's thinking, should I take a swing real quick? <laughs> that looks really fun. Should I swing on that? No. Let me handle this first. I'm thinking she looked at it and said, oh. Uh, he'll never swing again. He'll never swing again. <laughs> so she goes to the door, knocks on it, 
And I don't remember their names. So you've got Chris Mom, Benny Mom. And Chris Mom knocks on Benny Mom's door and Benny Mom answers. And she's like, can I help you? And she's like, you know who I am. And she's like, my name is Inigo Mentor. She's like, no, why are you here? And she's like, just listen to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I killed your son. And I'm sorry that I've ruined your life. And she's like, okay, you said what you had to say. And she closes the door. And Chris's mom is like, I didn't come here for me or you. I came here for our boys. They deserve a shot. And then she leaves. <laughs> you All of a sudden, you kind of sounded like Gypsy Rose Lee's mom. You deserve a shot. Curtains up. So then uh, Benny mom sits down and she's like, I'm sad. And then Benny dad comes in and he's like, what happened? And she's like, she was here. And he's like, uh, I'm gonna tell you this. I can't. What were the words? He. Oh, you need to try harder. Well, it was no. There's a longer no, speech to no, it, and we're not gonna glaze over that. <laughs> the speech was: Do you remember when I wanted to walk out after our son died, and I yes. couldn't do it, and I said I'm gonna leave everything? You said I try need harder. you to try harder and to to get through this. You need to try harder. So he said. If I need you, you to try harder. If you, if you continue on this path, you're going to lose your other son. And so to not lose your other son, you have to try harder. Yes. And she said, but, but. And he said, ah, try harder. And she said, you're right. So she calls Benny. And she says, Benny, I want you to come over for dinner. And I and want you to bring says, Christopher. No, she says, I want you to come for dinner. And he says, no. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. He goes, I can't and do that. And then she says, bring Christopher. And he goes, what time? He's like, oh, okay. And she says, this is part that irked me. She goes, I love you. And he says, okay. I know. You motherfucker. How fucking dare you? She, Your mother just said he, she loves you. She just did the one of the hardest things yeah. she'll ever do in her life. And you said, and you okay? Said, okay. You motherfucker. That I I was I screamed at the television. I was like, "You tell your mother you love her." I did. I did. Uh, I didn't note that. So this is the weirdest ending to me. They show up and everybody smiles. It's the fakest look of smiles I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, "My son." And she's like, "Christopher." And she hugs him. And they're like, "Let's she, sit down for dinner." She didn't hug him. She, she did. No. Oh well, she touched his shoulders. No, and she and she grabbed his hands and she said, "You're always welcome here." Yeah, and that was a little. It's a little more realistic than a little than, phony to me. No. All of the smiles were fake and they phony. were they were, but they were they were the olive branch. This is the first dinner. Of course, they're not gonna like. Hey, let's. They're I just, just like, want to get through it and see if we can. We make watched this, work. this movie, and I don't want to put blame on anybody. But did anyone ask why Benny's mom wasn't watching her damn kid? <laughs> he just runs out into the parking lot. Why aren't you watching your kid? Uh, no. Well, no. I asked that. No, no, not at all. Um, you also see that they were playing with a ball, and Paul probably got away while she's putting the groceries in the trunk, and the kid ran to get the ball and got hit by a car. You can't keep an eye on your kids. Don't have them. <laughs> not... Um... Not my opinion of that film, but I'll, <laughs> if you would have emailed Jeremy and talked to him about what it's like to raise kids, it's WWN at watermarkonline.com. Yeah. And the subject line, put for Jeremy. Yeah. Um, so I actually liked the movie. I had seen it a couple of years I ago. I it was fine. And I liked it because I like these kind of movies where it's like, 
I mean, if you take it for what it is and what you're looking at, it asks a lot of questions and puts people in positions that you that are horrible situations where no one is right or wrong, and you get to see how they how they just manage to get through it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It's fine. I thought that the Christopher looked like Tony Collette. I wanted it to be Tony Collette's son. Oh yeah. The best thing about this movie is the two main leads. They're hot. It's the whole reason I recommended we watch this. I saw a clip on YouTube. No, on uh, TikTok. I don't know why you recommended it, but it was a good movie. So I said, eh, we'll do it. Now, I am not at all anybody who leaves critiques on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So you can take that uh, as a hint to what (laughs) these ratings are because I like the movie. I think that they did a great job. I think that it's it's, it's a compelling story that I haven't seen told in any other way. Based on the way you're describing this, I'm going to say that the numbers are low. So I'm going to say critics, 65. Audiences, 60. Critics, 50. Ooh. Audience, 66. Yeah. Nice to see I'm in the majority. And all of the people that were talking about it were like, you know, the the two leads they said were were great. Yeah. um, But that the director the director just made weird choices yeah it is a very independent film it is is shot like an independent film it has yeah. a very independent film f- feel to it and the mo- i can definitely get on board with the montages are a little too long See, it now, feels like a short film that was i feel like stretched. for a long period of time there there were you know queer movies made mm-hmm. that and one day we'll do this we'll do like the worst queer movies ever um and a lot of them are bad yeah a lot of them but they're independent bad right and and it's probably because people who wanted to make these movies didn't have a lot of experience doing them and and then in the long run um you know at, they get better because as people get more experience they get better yeah. so yeah. i kind of rate movies as like like queer movies from a from a certain time frame to be like watchable and not watchable. Yeah, <laughs> this and is I agree. definitely watchable. This is, but this is definitely 2015. This is like 2005 quality in a 2015 yeah. film. But it definitely does have a lot of more positive for me, more positives than negatives. Yeah, yeah. So next week, we don't know what we're talking about as far as the movie goes. We haven't decided that yet, we'll but we are going to be following talk up about on fellow episode travelers, six. seeing what's going on, and there'll be a movie. Maybe Dick's the musical. We've been talking about. Oh yeah, we've been talking that about. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Dick's the musical. We've been talking about that one for a while, so maybe we'll sit down and actually watch that one. I've heard people talking if about it's available. This. I hear it's terrible. I hear it's crazy. All right, and I really want to talk about. Well, we'll it. talk but about maybe it. We'll next week. So, um, but until then, the cork is back in the bottle.